0: hey y'all what's poppin you're listening to the legal tea where we discuss what's going on in pop culture from a legal view i'm your host attorney lakanya murray owner of off the mark ip solution an intellectual property boutique that assists clients throughout the united states with trademarks copyright and patents we have a good one for you today so let's get started So a couple of weeks ago, when we were discussing Prince Estate in the color purple, I mentioned that the estate was filing a lawsuit against someone for cyber squatting. Well, that someone was domain capital. And long story short, domain capital loaned money to the previous owner of Prince.com. The previous owner was not Prince. Um, that owner defaulted on their loan payments and domain capital took over the domain. It's very interesting to note that the domain has been registered since 1995, and that Prince, in his lifetime, never attempted to purchase the domain. Now, last week, I learned that LLQJ cool is bringing legal action against the founders of um, the Rock the Bell festival. The festival was pretty popular, like back in the early 2000s, and ran from like 2004 to 2013, and came to an end due to per- poor ticket sales and tax problems, according to Billboard.com. Now, last year, Eloukouj successfully petitioned to um, cancel Rock the Bell's trademarks that were associated with the festival on the grounds of abandonment, meaning that the festival they were no longer using the trademarks. Um, he went on to register his own marks for multiple goods and services. So, okay, the trademarks were canceled. He registered his own marks. So, what's the problem? Why are we here? Well, Guerrilla Division, who is the founder of Rock the Bell Music Festival, they're still using these marks in relation to websites and social media handles. And even though LL reached out to them several times, he received no response. So he had no choice but to sue them. And he sued them for trademark infringement, false designation of origin, affiliation or association, cyber privacy, um, unfair competition, and he's also requesting an injunction. Now, Lady Love's Cool James has a lot of has a lot of, of claims on his complaint. But today, we're going to focus on just one of those, and that's cyber squatting. Now, if you are like me, like you love buying domain names, if I think of a potential business venture, I'm going to make sure the domain um, name is available for that venture and go ahead and buy it as I flush out the details and decide whether or not I want to move forward or not. Now, that's different from buying domain names for the sole purpose of sitting on them and waiting for the highest bidder. Cyber squatting is the practice of registering names, especially well-known um, companies or brand names, as internet domains in the hope of reselling them at a profit. Uh, this was really more of an issue in the beginning of the internet when businesses were like really hesitant about establishing an online presence for their business. You know, everything was used to be brick and mortar. Um, but you always have people who are looking for an easy way to come up. They purchase the domain on the low, um, and they resell it uh, for a few thousand dollars. When those people decide to jump on the on the internet train and move their businesses online, nowadays business owners typically check the availability of their brand names and their social um, um don't um, for the website and social media before they move forward. However, that didn't stop some people from trying to still come up. You have people that keep their ears to the ground. They keep an eye on what celebrities are doing and big well-known people are doing. And really keep paying attention to what the big trend is so they can purchase domain names in association and anticipation of that. Now, Cyber Squad, you can tell if you um, are a victim of Cyber Squad, if you go to the URL and it typically says something like domain for sale or not available, or if you go there, you know, sometimes you go to a website and it's a bunch of other ads on that website and that those ads are really um, similar to that site that you're looking for, that can be cyber squatting. Now, I want you to keep in mind that just because somebody has your domain name doesn't mean that they're cyber squatting, okay? They can really have a real intent to use that domain for a legitimate purpose. For real, like if the domain owner is providing a service or a product that's similar to yours, you may have a case of trademark infringement rather than cyber squatting. So you need to keep an eye on that. And that's why trademarks are important. The first thing you want to do if you suspect that someone is squatting on your domain, just contact them, reach out to them. And you can use something like whois.net to find the owner If it's not, if the information is not private. After you you talk to them, you find out what their intentions are and their response will dictate how you're going to move forward. If the domain owner is looking for money, you really have three options, right? The first option is to what? Pay them. Um, Pay them. If the amount is reasonable and it's going to resolve your problem quicker than litigation, it might just make sense to pay them the price. The second option is to sue them under the Anti-Cyber Squatting um, Consumer Protection Act this act is federal law, and therefore, any lawsuit that you bring against a person is going to be in federal court. If you win, the squatting domain owner will be forced to transfer ownership, and you might be awarded statutory damages in lieu of actual damages, and those damages range from $1,000 to $100,000 per domain name. Now, to be successful, there must be a finding that the domain owner bought the domain in bad faith. And this is how you find out if there's bad faith involved. Um, if there was no legitimate purpose for the domain name. Uh, two, if the owner's intent was to create a site that can harm the trademark owner. owner. Three, the purchasing of storing multiple do- domain names um, that are the same or similar to other famous or well-known um, marks. And just the evidence of having all those domains names in and of itself can show bad faith. You don't have to have an offer to sell. Uh, Providing false or misleading information when you're trying to register the mark, trying to create association between you, the domain, and the rightful owner. The more famous or well-known the mark is, the more likely bad faith is going to be found. So keep that in mind as you're purchasing domain names. The domain owner can overcome the determination of bad faith if he can prove that Um, she has any trademark and any other intellectual property interest in the domain name. Uh, Or if the domain name is like the legal or nickname of the domain owner, or if you have prior use of the domain in connection with goods or services, if you were actually using that name before you purchased the URL, that can be proof that there's no bad faith. Um, So in other words, there has to be a legitimate purpose for the domain purchase. A lawful, non-commercial, or fair use of the mark in a website using the domain name. Now, fair use includes comparative advertising, uh, comment or criticism, or even parody of the trade of another trademark. Create the, the domain for fair use. If you have a fair use purpose, like we just talked about, but your real intent is really to um, sell it, then that won't overcome a finding of bad faith. Now, when you file your complaint with ICANN, ICANN is a nonprofit organization. That's your third option. You can actually file a complaint with ICANN. They're a nonprofit organization that really they kind of monitor what's going on with domain names in the internet. What they do, like in 1999, they decided to come up with this Uniform Domain Name Resolution Policy. And through this policies, parties actually elect to um, go resolve their issues or conflict through arbitration rather than litigation, which is court. Now with arbitration, there's no trial, there's no jury, there's only a neutral person or persons who will listen to the evidence and make a decision whether or not they're squatting or not. Now most people are familiar with mediation where there's a mediator that goes back and forth between the parties in an attempt to resolve the conflict, um, which usually results in like a compromise from both parties. Arbitration is not there, there's no back and forth. Now to be successful in arbitration, you as a trademark owner, you have to show that the domain name is the same or similar confusing to your trademark. That's the first thing. The second thing you have to show is that the domain owner has no legitimate purpose or interest in the domain name. And the third thing is that the domain name has been registered and is being used in bad faith. Unlike suing under the Anti-Cyber Squatting, Squatting Consumer Protection Act, there's no monetary award if the trademark owner is successful. The domain name will just be canceled or is going to be transferred to the, trans, to the trademark owner. Now, filing a complaint with ICANN, and often provides an easier, quicker resolution than actually bringing a lawsuit, which is why a lot of people choose to go that route. They either choose to just pay if the money is not that big or not that expensive they go ahead and choose to just pay or they would choose to do arbitration because it's quicker and it's and it's less expensive um our three takeaways from today we got a couple of takeaways from today's podcast and that is one you have to be careful i know there are a lot of people who like to hustle and and keep their ears to the ground and see what's going to happen next. You have to be careful when you're doing that, especially when you're buying these domain names for the sole purpose of trying to come up, trying to resell them to the domain owner. Because you can find yourself on the other end of a, of a of an anti-cyber squatting lawsuit or arbitration or you know through ICANN complaint. So be careful with that. Two, if one of the things, one of the common things that we heard. Through, um, as far as resolutions are concerned, when it comes to filing the lawsuit or even arbitration, is that, you know, we kept hearing this thing about trademark owner, 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 owner. You, this is one of the reasons why having a trademark, a registered trademark, is really important because this is going to be evidence when you go to court. You want to be able to prove that you are the law, rightful owner of this trademark and therefore have the authority to bring this, this cyber spotting suit. It's also important to know that if someone is is cyber squatting, depending on how they're doing it, you might also have a claim for trademark infringement. So it all plays together. It's not really just one or the other. You want to have all the protection that you can that you have because you want to have all the remedies. Cyber squatting. If you bring a lawsuit, we've saw that the that the statutory damages range from anywhere from 1000 thousand to a hundred thousand dollars per domain name. Right. And then with trademark infringement, you can either get actual damages or you can also get uh, statutory damages. So you can get damages for if they violate cyber squatting, that's damages. If they infringe on your trademark, that's damages. Okay, so you really want to take your intellectual property uh, portfolio and you want to protect it, register and defend it. So that's number two. Number three is... What would I say number three is? I would say that number three would be that before you go out shelling a whole lot of money out to anybody, um, for defending anything, pick up the phone, send an email and talk to the person on the other end because there could be a chance that it's not cyber squatting at all. You know, maybe they have a legit purpose for, for buying this domain name and it has nothing to do with you or your business. And a good example is off the mark. So we know that, um, my my law firm is Off the Mark IP Solutions. When I when I name my business, I look for Off the Mark. I was going to just name it Off the Mark, right? Um, I had to add the IP Solutions because the domain name for Off the Mark was already taken. But that domain name is a comic strip, right? I have no. I have no, I can't stop him from using Off The Mark no more than he can stop me from using Off The Mark because he actually has a trademark for Off The Mark, but it, as, as it relates to comic strips, there's no likelihood of confusion there. There's no conflict there. So there's no reason, I have no authority to say, hey, you're cybersquatting because you have a domain name that I want to use or you're cybersquatting because your your domain name is my trademark. So I have a trademark for Off The Mark but he is for comics and i am for law so there's no conflict there if somebody actually has a legitimate purpose for having that domain name that has nothing to do and it's not conflicting with your good or service you might just be out of luck you know you might just be out of luck and it's not cyber so keep that keep that in mind okay listen that's all i have for you today these things are so much fun i really appreciate you guys listening to me and and watching these podcasts do me a favor subscribe if you have not subscribed yet make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you have not left a review on iTunes or Google Play or where else we're at we're on TuneIn and we're also on Stitcher if you have not left a review do me a favor do it it takes like I would say two seconds, but literally probably takes like a minute to do it. I really appreciate it. The feedback lets me know that you guys are enjoying what I'm putting out, that you find it useful, and gives me an idea of how we want to move forward, okay? So remember, if you found today's inf- um, podcast informational, if you learned something it made you say, hmm, I didn't know that, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friend, okay? Until next time, take care.